you are noticing patterns and it's not because anything's wrong with you. It's because you're not asleep. You're awake. And that's something to be grateful for. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of Chats with Cats. I hope you are all doing well and that this moment is finding you grounded. Today, I am bringing forth a new interview and my guest is Melanie Santos. Melanie is a spiritual medium, holistic wellness educator, practitioner, and creator. Her work is rooted in creating social change through intentional self and community care, and she weaves together personal insight, intuitive wisdom, and both ancient and modern wellness technologies, empowering people to embrace their nuances and reinforce their foundations through all facets of decolonial wellness. In addition to sharing on her own platforms, Melanie has collaborated with organizations like Talkspace, Nike, Facebook, Target, and many others. Without further ado, here is my chat with Melanie Santos. Hi, Melanie. Thank you for being back with me for yet another interview and for sharing your time with me and everybody listening. Thank you for being strong enough to push through and having me on again. I'm super excited to get into this conversation again. Again, I mean, I will say I was, for some context, I didn't expect to have to do this. By now, your other interview was scheduled to go out and I lost everything. I lost my computer and all of that got stolen. And in the aftermath of it, I had to like sit with myself and think about whether I wanted to burden anybody again. Because that's what it felt like was like, oh, I don't want to burden anyone with having to do this again. And then there was a part of me that's like, well, if they want to do it, they'll do it. Just offer, extend the invitation. And you said yes. And I'm grateful because you have a whole life. You got, you got a child, you have a husband, you have your own business. And for you to take time to do this again with me means a lot to me. And it is giving me a glimmer of, I don't know, something to latch onto in the aftermath of everything. And so it really means a lot that you're doing this. It was the first thing I commented when you posted it on Instagram. I'm like, let's do it again. (laughs) So I'm super happy. You really did. And I don't know, I I think I'm still processing and I'm not in my own space. I'm like, I told you, I'm like borrowing somebody's computer right now. And so it's not even, nothing feels very concrete right now, but in the moments where I'll be in a more stable place, I'll think back on all of this. I'll think back on the lessons, but primarily the people that showed up in, in their own ways. And I will not forget this. So just wanted to preface this conversation with that. It's such a testament to your person and your the way that you just show up for people in community. And so I can't imagine a better way to kind of kick this off. With that said, how are you doing right now? How's life? What's going on? Well, as we're recording this, we're coming into a full moon. So my head is covered. The energy's crazy. I had to take a nap today. Like mm-hmm. I'm not like a nap taker, mostly because when my brain starts going, if I stop, then I stop. Yeah. And today I was like literally at my desk. I'm like, oh, this is an alert. Like listen to your needs alert. I actually posted that on Instagram because I think that's a, a thing that people forget to do, especially when you're like as passionate as you are about something like I am about my work. So I took a nap. So I'm feeling a little better. Um, I'm good. Or is it tomorrow? So it's uh, on the East Coast. It's at 1234. So it's at one, two, three, four on the East Coast. What? Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. Wow. Okay. Good to know. I need to do a ritual tonight. Thank you for yep. this. Is so this is so on time. Oh yep. my gosh. 
you are magical. So the, throughout the season, I am invested in exploring the ways in which community leaders have been self-preserving despite all of the chaos that has presented itself over the past few years. And I want to dive into how you've been taking care of yourself and all of the wisdom that you have cultivated and basically just like what your inner world has been like over the past few years. And you can be as disclosing as you want or as surface level as you want, because I'm sure so much is baked into what the past few years have looked like. But, you know, if you could give us a glimpse into what it's been like to be you, that would be fascinating. Hmm. It's definitely been a journey and a half. Um, when 2020 hit and everybody, it seemed like the entire world had just started to grieve. I was already halfway there. I lost my brother in an accident uh, in the middle of 2019. And so I was like, there's nothing that can happen, you know, that can wreck me like this has wrecked me. Yeah. And then I go to Florida. He left behind a pregnant wife. So I spent six weeks in Florida, was now, you know, uh, bringing, helping bring this, this kid, this baby, not my godchild into the world. And on, as, as I'm literally flying back home, they uh, put out the mask alert. So I had to, like, that was the last flight that I took without a mask on. Mm -hmm. And so it just like, it, it just unfolded from there. It's been wild to say the least. I, I think, in 2019, 2020, I had just started to create like a solid foundation for myself. I had been working for myself for a little over a year and a half, almost two years. And I was going and like, you know, it threw a wrench in everybody's life in a different way. So we adjust, right? I kind of had to adjust. I was already working from home, but now I was like, oh, now you're working from home with your husband and also potty training toddler. So it was a lot, it was a lot, girl, it was a lot. My my mental health, which was already struggling, was just like on overtime, I'm actually really proud of myself in retrospect when I look back at who I was back then, who I was in 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic, like what I was able to do with my resources, like being in a one bedroom apartment with three people and doing, working nonstop because I never stopped. And I don't say that proudly. That'll definitely evolve through the conversation, like what I value in terms of work, in terms of rest, but I've kept going. I, I am really grateful though, that my work does allow me to center self-care in some way, because although I was working, my work allows me to present the world with opportunities to learn more about self-care, to redefine self-care and redefine self-worth and what we value and healing and spirituality. So while I'm teaching it, I'm also getting a little dose of it for myself. And while I'm, you know, hiring experts to come in and talk to my community, I'm sitting on the sidelines also, you know, adding to my self-care toolkit. So it's literally been like a literal roller coaster. But like I said, I'm proud of myself. I'm super proud of myself to be on the other side of it. Still going through it in some way. It just evolves. <laughs> it just continues yeah that's and I think that is such a key to living a more unattached and free life when you start to realize that when you learn something something else will come around and it is just becoming a master of rolling with whatever it is that life is presenting you with at that time and not letting it absolutely consume you and instead just like staying grounded and and figuring it out and with that said, it's kind of like, what what does life now look like with the awareness of, of self-care and rest? How do you implement that into your life? Because you are showing up for a lot of people. You are channeling. You are sensitive to energy. And as somebody who did not know how to do that when I was running Goddess Council and I burned out, 
I'm fascinated by anybody who knows how to create energetic boundaries and create a sustainable kind of regenerative ability to show up for others, regardless of what's going on in your personal life, regardless of what's going on in the world. And yeah, I mean, how do you do it? Oh God, the age old question, how do you do it, right? First of all, shout out to Goddess Council. I remember following Goddess Council when you were doing it, like it was still not even a thing yet. And I'm like, oh my God, there's other people doing this work. Like, like we're doing this work. How do I do it? I think I have to look at this and answer this in different ways. Like technologically, automation, <laughs> like automation is king. I automate everything. And I learned that I worked in marketing, healthcare marketing for nine years before I quit my job a long time working for myself. And so everything that I've done since college, honestly, because my, my degree is also in communications and marketing I'm using now. So anything from like email communications, if you're an email subscriber, you know, you get emails from me and they're in depth and I, they're not often, but they're robust and you'll know what's going on and you know where to go. You know, I, I'm, I'm big on that automation, make everything automated. As soon as somebody joins the membership, they know, they know everything, where to go, where to click all the apps we use, what events we have coming up. And that goes for anybody in my community. So that's big, like living in the digital age, we have to have boundaries. And I think we have to have boundaries to keep things out, but we also have to have boundaries to keep things contained and keep things in and have that like solid foundation and automation is huge. I also have to look at it on the business and like personal front, like the boundaries that you set with your clients and your community is super important too. There's a very like, for me at least, because what I want to say is that there's a very thin balance between like being somebody who's like personable, who people can be around and like, oh my God, you see me and we can talk to you. And also I don't want to like not allowing somebody to overstep. Right. And we're not friends. I'm going to be here for you. And we're going to joke. I, 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 we're going to kiki, but also I'm not your friend. And I noticed that early, really early in my career, when I first started blogging in like 2013, that people would be like, oh, my cousin, Mel, my internet cousin. And I'm like, we are not primas. <laughs> we are not, we are not cousins. Like, thank you for being for supporting me, but like, no. Um, and it's not like you have to like be like, tell them no, but sort of like set that boundary, know how to like switch up your communication. You don't ever want to give too much because then people start to ask for what you don't have. And I'm still learning that. I'm not gonna tell you that I have that about Pat, honestly. Um, that goes hand in hand with asking for help and receiving help. Like it's all like this, like building this nest that's holding all of that I'm building up. And, and uh, it's, it can be hard. It can definitely be hard depending on, on your own personal foundation, your experience. I personally have a big problem with setting boundaries. Um, I have a big thing with like asking for help. So it's been an uphill journey, but it's something that you have to prioritize. Wow. That resonates very, very, very deeply, almost like eerily, because on one hand, when my computer got stolen, I wasn't going to tell anyone. I was going to ask for help. I didn't want to be open about the vulnerable moment that I was experiencing. And one of my friends was like, you know, you should just post that people when I finally shared it people were like how can we help how can we help and I just kind of took it as like a you know it's that's kind it's a kind gesture but like I'm not taking anyone up on any help my friend was like why don't you just share that hey it would be helpful if y'all could help me get a new computer because I'm in the thick of it right now and now my computer's paid for so that's one 
I did not know that could happen. And yeah, when I said it, I got hives all over my body because the the act of asking for help in a in a, in the thick of it. I usually share post getting over things what I've gone through, but saying it in the moment, no, my God, that is like, mm, my gosh, it was just so 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 intense. And so I'm in the process of learning that lesson yet again. Secondly, I did not know that I could tell people that they were not my friends while I was being of service to them because I wanted everyone to feel like they had a friend. And that is why I, that's one of the reasons that I, I really ended up in the place that I did because I was attracting folks who wanted community and who resonated with what I was saying. And when they asked for more, I gave more. And when yeah. the other person asked for more, I gave more because I knew that they needed it. And eventually I had nothing else. And that has been a massive eye-opening uh, lesson just not just in in the context of being a community being a community leader but in life in general you have yeah. to know what you have and you also have to know first and foremost what you are willing to share and once it crosses that you have it's okay you're not betraying anyone for saying no this is as much as I have to give because you're already giving you are already being of service so like anybody who wants more and more and more is not understanding that the dynamic has to be reciprocal and it has to be respectful and respecting people's energy and time is because of the digital age and because we all feel so connected and because you know you're an amazing writer and people resonate with your words and they feel like you're right there and they feel like your family it's like that's a feeling and it's great that you are resonating with those words but this is what I'm giving you this is this is the offering and so take it and cherish it because that's what I have for you and so that is such a skill to have that's like just part of like the emotional intelligence package of understanding how to navigate yourself and also interfacing with others with strangers that yes will feel like they're part of your community but are still not your primas and are not your family in that way. Uh, so I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you know that because that's what makes what you do sustainable. With that said, I want to just pour into the concept of surrendering to life. And I know that's a strong pivot, but <laughs> it's like when we rescheduled all of this, it was interesting to think, well, let's just integrate what's happening in life into this conversation and just rolling with it. And so I want to just explore what that looks like for you and how you pivot in life and just roll with things because it's seeming like that is what is being asked of us, of all of us right now. Every day is something, every day is a new thing, whether it's financial crisis, whether it's real estate, whether it's job layoffs and all this stuff, every single day is something. And I feel like a lot of people are having a hard time trying to find their their footing because they can't, or they don't feel like they can because the next time that, that 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 something comes up, they're just still recovering from the other thing that caught them off guard. And so what does surrendering look like to you in a way that is not ignoring the truth of what life is presenting, but is also in tandem with like just accepting that that is what it is and figuring out in the midst of it all how to make the best of it, how to connect with yourself, how to ask for help, like whatever that culmination of surrendering is I would love to know what that feels like to you and how you express that because I'm sure everybody listening right now is going through something and I'm obviously going through something so I'm curious yeah I think you said it when you said 
people can't find their footing. And I just like, I'm clairvoyant. So as people are talking, I'm starting to see all these visions in my head when it comes to answering these questions, because they, they are super deep and they're amazing questions. So thank you. For me, it has looked like, you know, surrendering and trusting because I have some sort of ground where I can catch my footing, right? And that has evolved throughout the years. Right now I'm teaching classes on the kind of like the puzzle pieces about what makes that up for me. Number one, and this is going to be like, some people are going to listen to this and be like, Ugh. a lot of it is astrology. You know, I can't deny it. A lot of it is flowing with the cosmos, knowing that the universe, that we are energetic beings first. We get stuck in the human mess a lot. We get stuck in the day-to-day, -day, the rat race, the very like tangible, physical, the social media, the, the things that we can touch and feel. And when we are not giving ourselves enough time to tap into that subtle energy, when we're not giving ourselves enough time to meditate, to pray, whatever that is for you, you know, for some people, it's not meditation. For some people, it's not prayer. For some people, it's running i have a client who's a boxer that gets her in like in the in that zone i have other clients who do other things find a way where you can really zone in and tap into that subtle energy and remember oh i am more than this i am more than my body i am more than just my flesh and bones there is something there that's connecting me to something bigger and that something bigger is going to pull me out of this is already pulling me out of this because everything around me is conspiring for my highest and greatest good you know even that thought alone is is huge you know, I also teach manifestation. I've been doing it since before it was cool, I like to say. And like one of the things that I teach is very basic. Like there's no hack. There's no trick. Literally, as you think and grow and do, you are manifesting at this very second. So it's a lot of resonating with my energy first. It's a lot of resonating with like, I am a spirit first. So while I'm going through this human mess, <laughs> what does this mean for me? What does this mean for my journey? And if I don't know, and I really feel like it's hard for me to like get into a meditation and surrender and pray, like I trust you. Cause sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes I sit at my altar and I'm like, fuck, this sucks. Like there's no way that I'm going to be able to tap into the spiritual. I literally go to my like, go read my birth chart. What's going on in the planets right now? And what kind of opportunities is the energy around me offering? I guarantee you, once you start to learn, or find somebody that can do it for you. One of my favorite apps is the Chani, Chani app, Chani Nicholas, Auntie Chani, who I've been reading forever. So she used to like put $30 workshops up on her website. You know, people like this, I also do this for my community where part of uh, our membership benefits is I give a digest of the moon. Every full moon and every new moon, here's what we can, here's the energy. And also here's how we can use the energy for our lives, for our spirituality, for our mental health, for you know, our physical health. I think that's really important. Um, and like I said, for different people, it's gonna look different ways. For some people, it's religion. For some people, it's astrology. For some people, it's, you know, yoga. I'm now, you know, full-blown yoga teacher. So like I see how that practice is, is that for some people, but like find your thing and like give yourself that footing so that when you can't find your footing, you can find your footing in some type of way. Like you can, surrendering looks like to me when I think about surrendering or when I close my eyes and I see it clairvoyantly, it's like you're just floating. And you just gotta trust that like you're contained somewhere. You're not just floating in the abyss and you're gonna get lost in deep space. Like you're contained in somewhere. And for me, that container, I could fill it with whatever I want. 
Like my container is stronger when I'm focused on my subtle energy. When I'm focused on like, let me fill my container with good people. Let me fill my container with work that I love. Let me fill my container with people that affirm me. Let me fill my container with, you know, affirming words and affirming music and, you know, good food and nourishment. So that even when, because we all will, even when we, I start to float, maybe one of those people will catch me. Right. Or maybe it's, it's that passion that can really like anchor me. Something's going to anchor me. And even even then I'm contained into this like love bubble. I'm like going off, <laughs> off the rails. Very poetic. Like, no, it, it's beautiful. It's yeah. it, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you can't you can't control the inevitable. Something is going to happen eventually. Um, yeah. But it's it's creating a container and and kind of filling that that cup up while you can so that when the tough moments come you're not at empty and and only you know what that looks like but it it does require intention and it's not passive it's intentional and that's the thing i i believe a lot of folks forget is like it's not just going to fall in your lap you have to discover what fills you up you have to go out and find your people you have to you have to discern what feels good to you and it's it's so interesting that you're saying this right now because I, first of all, I didn't know that it was a full moon today, but now that's making a lot of sense as to why I've been feeling the way that I've been feeling. But since moving to Mexico city, I'm in a brand new city again. Don't know. I didn't know anybody when I moved here. So building community, authentic and intentional community has been interesting because I now know what it feels like to be around people that feel good. And so when I'm not around people that feel good, I can't help it, but to notice, and I, I have to get out. And so I keep ending up in environments that on the outside seem like very cool. And I'm like, oh, wow, these are going to be people that I'm going to resonate with. And then I enter those spaces and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the most extractive, superficial form of connection. And it's not landing well with me. It makes me feel icky. It makes me feel not, I, I don't know. It just makes me feel all the worst feelings. And it triggers my inner teenager for sure, because I've been around so many environments where people didn't see me. And so when I'm in those pockets again, now as a grown adult, I'm like, oh my God, this is just not my space. How do I get out of here? And in tandem, because I'm very much so in an, in an isolated kind of environment and I'm away from my closest friends and I'm only connecting with like the people that I know deeply through phone calls or Instagram or whatever, I've been finding myself tapping too much into the internet and keeping up with people that I love like that in a way that is not helpful anymore. Now it's becoming FOMO. Now it's becoming, oh my gosh, like I just, I'm not with my people and they're all together. And I have been thinking a lot about how I just need to pull away. I actually deleted Instagram today from my phone because I was like, I don't mm. think this is good right now. I think you need to come back here. You need to do the things. You need to listen to the music. You need to cook a really beautiful meal for yourself. And maybe just start doing new things to meet the people you're meant to meet because they're here, but they're not in the places and they're not making it through the filters that I keep filtering my experiences through. And so obviously something's not working. And so this has literally been top of mind today where I was like something has to change because it's the cycle that I'm in and it's not just going to land on my lap and so what you were saying was just so beautiful and again on time for my personal life because no matter how much you know sometimes you fall back into your patterns and when you make drastic changes like completely changing your environment you go into the patterns that you know best 
And so right now I'm in a in between where I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. I gotta, I gotta figure out how to do this again because this isn't me. And I'm grateful that I know now earlier when I'm out of alignment. I don't have to be in this energy for too long without knowing I gotta make a change. Whereas before when I was younger, it was like, oh, when is it gonna, when is it gonna get better? When am I gonna feel better? And it's like, no, actually, you have to do something about this. And so I hope that anybody who's kind of in a rut right now obviously extends some self-compassion for whatever they're feeling because it's not for nothing but also remembers that at any moment you could go put on Abraham Hicks or you could go listen to an amazing playlist on Spotify and drink a ton of water and go in the sun and cry and write and do things to reset and get yourself back into your energetic body because like you're saying it's not always about the human mess it's it's, it's more than that and so, there's so much to manifest and there's so much possibility. There's so much potential, but you do have to like rewire yourself consistently. What does Melanie do to rewire in those moments where you're just like, ah, mm-mm-mm. bring it down to basics. It's literally sometimes water, get some sun, nature. Oh, I had to learn that the hard way, especially on my entrepreneurship journey. You know, I went from going into the office every single day, taking that train to midtown every day 34th street and seeing people and engaging and even though that was super overstimulating to me as a highly sensitive person um it was getting me out of the house right so when i quit my job and went full-time i built this cocoon where i just never left the house and I'm, i'm sure many people can resonate with this and i didn't know how sick it would make me and i remember talking to somebody who had been on their entrepreneurship journey for a while and they were just like you to go outside like you need to go outside simply very simply and I, I remember asking them like what do I do I feel so depressed and, da, 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 da. and they're like just literally go outside so having something that takes me out of the house especially as a young mom um, who's like if I'm not home working on my business I'm home with my five-year-old uh, if I'm not doing that I'm home with my husband if I'm not you know I'm, I'm always home and I'm like I'm you know home body at, at the heart but get outside drink water, tap into the subtle energy. For me, that's meditation. For me, that's kundalini yoga. Uh, For me, that's prayer. And I pray out loud. I very much believe that prayer is me talking to God and meditation is me listening. Um, Getting active, getting into my body for sure to get out of my mind is super, super important. The basics. When it gets to, I do want to say this. I do want to say this because we we did say rewiring. Mm -hmm. For rewiring, I do want to say I have the privilege of being in therapy. And that's where, and that, like, that's been like the pinnacle. Like I've been in therapy on and off for 10 years now. I've been with my current therapist, who's my first Latina therapist. God, what a difference that makes, you know, when you have somebody who can see you on, on that type of level. Um, we're going to be together for, for two years. I talk about it like if it's a, an anniversary because... <laughs> It is. Therapy is very much like dating, at least finding your therapist, very much like dating. So I like to remind her, you know, our anniversary is coming. (laughs) Um, But it's been invaluable to understanding my parts, like all the different parts of me, understanding patterns. I actually had therapy today and that was the conversation. Like I came into the conversation like, oh my God, and I noticed this and I noticed this about myself and it's so frustrating and it's so hard not to be disappointed at, my, at the decisions that I've made in the past. 
and she said something that I do want to share because I know that because I have the privilege to go to therapy, it's also like, I feel like a duty of mine, um, just as a person to share what I know with people who can't afford it. Yeah. She said, you are noticing patterns and it's not because anything's wrong with you. It's because you're not asleep. You're awake. And that's something to be grateful for. And I was like, thank you for that. So so therapy has been invaluable. It's been for me, like people, people think of therapy as like a one-way thing. And I think of it more as it's the pebble in the ocean that causes a ripple effect. Because if it makes me a better person, then I'm able to engage with other people in a different way. And those people are able to engage with their other people in a different way. And it just causes this like beautiful ripple effect of like more effective communication. Me knowing my truth and, and vibrating my truth, like my aura is going to be more grounded in my truth. And because of that, my aura is going to affect the aura of somebody else. Like again, always comes down to energy for me, but on a very human level, like that's been super important to my rewiring for sure. Oh yeah. You have it to look forward to every week. Like you start taking notes <laughs> along the week and you're like, oh, that's coming up. Oh, that's coming up. It's it's an intentional pocket where you're like, all right, let's unpack this. Let's see what's going on here. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful offering that she shared with you and that you shared with us. Because so often we're critical of ourselves, right? It's like we don't typically look at ourselves and, and think, oh, that that action or that pattern or habit disappointed me and think, oh, it's because you're noticing and you're not a bystander in your life. That's such a beautiful way to flip those moments instead of making it worse and being like, oh, I'm so proud of myself that I'm actually paying attention. I'm not asleep. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. One thing I'm curious about is because you are aware on many fronts, is what patterns, to use the word that you just shared, have you noticed in terms of the collective? What themes are coming up in the in the workshops and the classes and the conversations that you are a part of that feel larger than just a singular person and is instead a bigger collective moment? And if you have any of those things that you have noticed like what is your commentary on them and what do you make of it definitely the umbrella over everything that I'm going to say is that life happens in cycles like I'm noticing that a lot in my communities and even at the world in the world at large like life happens in cycles and if we do not wake up and stop sleeping on these cycles they'll continue to repeat and it's really easy to get into this critical mind and be like, oh my God, why is this happening to me again? And, you know, I say this a lot, like, stop saying, why is this happening to me and start asking, why is this happening for me? And be the person that breaks that cycle. Um, for some people, it's happening in their families, uh, families and friendships, relationships, where I'm seeing people who have to stand up for themselves, who don't know how to because they don't have that foundation from their childhood. I'm seeing people who are learning to do that at work, which is major, right? Especially in my, with my black and brown clients who work in these predominantly white spaces, who literally don't know how to speak up for themselves because they, they weren't taught to and they were so, or almost taught to be submissive. I'm seeing this in people who do know how to communicate their voice and what they deem their truth, but don't know how to do it with compassion. I'm just seeing a lot of cycles being repeated where people are not sort of aware of that that's what's happening. And I'm always just like, the proof is in the pudding. 
Like this is something that you've gone through before. And I, I miss so much doing alignment sessions. I used to give one-on-one energy readings with people for the past two years. And I stopped doing that because of overload, burnout. I'm like, I need to give myself a break. Um, but I think I had a really special skill in doing that. And that what made me, what set me apart from a lot of um, intuitive readers was my ability to, or is my ability to dial down on the seed. Like, yes, let's talk about what's happening for you now. But I want, I always wanted my client or that person who was sitting across from me to walk away with like, oh, I'm doing this because of this that's down here. And this is how it's related to like my soul journey. And this is how it's related to like my childhood. So like, even if they never got a reading with me ever, ever, ever again, they know that that's a, that's a cycle that they're going to have to show up in a different way if they want different results. And so I'm seeing that a lot, a lot. Even when we look at the world at large, like everything that's happening now has happened already. Everything that's happening now is marked in history in some way. And like, yes, you know, we can't deny that there have been so many advances. Like we as a people have done so much, but we got to do more. We got to do more. The activists are probably listening to me like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and, and I feel that trust. Um, well, we got to do more. We, it's not that we have to do more. We have to do something different. We have to do something different. And I think that that's like, it's being imbued in like the energy, like we feel it, the air is thick. We're seeing it with like uh, Gen Z. And my, my little cousin is, is Gen Z. And I'm like, you guys are so weird. You're so different, but like kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> like y'all are energy, like y'all are able to communicate things in a way that we were not allowed to. I'm seeing it in my daughter, which is generation God knows what. What letter are we on with age five right now? And I'm just like, yo, it's crazy because this is a cycle, right? I'm at a cycle right now where like I am, and I've been talking about this recently, where like I'm in the middle of reparenting myself, which is a whole nother journey. I'm also in the middle of parenting my kid. And I'm also coming to a point or have come to a point where I'm having to parent my parents. My parents are both 60 something. Who knows? I forget. 63, 64. They're going to be 64, I believe. And I'm having to parent them. And so I'm in this parenting twilight zone. And then the world almost needs to be parented too. So I'm just like, like, what is happening right now? And so I'm having to notice patterns in like my relationship with my daughter, especially to wrap this around this like Gen Z conversation and how like this energy is being imbued and like the future and how the people are, how people are growing and coming up into this world. My daughter would do something that like, I wasn't necessarily allowed to do talk back, right. Or like say something or wear something. And instead of me being like, oh, don't talk to me like that. Or like, you got to respect me because I'm your mom or like all these things that many of us have heard in our upbringing. I have to make the everyday decision. Shout out to my parents who are gentle parenting. Lord, it is not easy. I have to make the daily decision to like end that pattern every single time. Like it's not like a one-time thing. It's an every single time this thing comes up, I have to show up in a different way. And so I think that's true for all of us right now. Like all of us are in some type of cycle and we really have to be willing to like not be asleep to them. And really like, and some of them are super uncomfortable and they show up in crazy ways. For me in the last couple of years, they've been in my relationships, my work relationships, my friendships, and have really pulled me into a place of consciousness. Like, how are you going to show up differently? 
Because if not, this is going to keep happening. And like for, for people and for somebody who's just so enamored by community, right? People in general, we need other people. We need people, we need touch. We need like affirming conversation. We need even art, even like uh, not arguments, but um, we need people to dissect things with. And so that's a conversation that I've had to have, have, have to had seriously with myself in the last couple of years, like sis, are you gonna show up differently or not? Because if not, like you won't find this community. And for me, you know, being this like energetic teacher and like bruja, like you kind of want to find your coven. Like who's my coven? Where are the other brujas that are out there that I can text at three in the morning? Like I just had this crazy ass dream and the spirit appeared in my room. And you know, like it's, it's really crazy, but yeah. The short answer, cycles, for sure cycles. We have to wake up to them for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like our internal cycles, if you don't fix it or if you don't address it or if you don't change it, it'll repeat. But then it's also like a macro cycle too. Like within self, within society, you know? And I think it's really interesting to see how many overlaps are happening. And it's not to say that in the past, you know, like, I don't want to necessarily be a narcissist as a human say like, oh, this is the hardest time ever in humanity. Because no, there's like a bunch of shit that's happened. And every every cycle, every generation, every hundred years, something happens. But it is really interesting to be hyper-connected and to see it and to read it and to watch it happen in real time. That's what I think adds another layer that no other time in, in the past has had. And that changes that changes things because it's like, if you are wanting to be awake, then the more awake you are, the more you'll see because it's there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you don't want to see anything, then it's like, wow, you have to intentionally not see it because it's everywhere. So which regardless of which choice you make, it is, you're doing it on purpose. And, you know, it's at this point, it's too obvious that we can't keep running away because the the effects of running away are devastating on many levels. On an individual level, if you don't choose to see, then you're not choosing yourself. You're not choosing advancement. If on a macro level, you're not choosing to see, then that means you're not supporting your neighbors. That means you're not supporting the environment and you're choosing to ignore what's right at your door. And I agree with the cycles. And it's, again, something I've been thinking a lot about because of this robbery. It's like, it kind of put my whole life on pause. And in the aftermath of that, I've been very aware of myself, but also community. And there have been moments where I've had to acknowledge like, you are about to repeat a cycle when it comes to friends, when it mm. comes to the people you're allowing in. I'm somebody that if I if I learn of anybody needing something and I can help, I will do it. And because I have now been in a vulnerable situation and had a very hard time asking for help, I noticed that there are certain people that don't really care that I'm going through anything. And those people that don't really care that I considered friends are allowing me to be like, okay, the pattern is that you usually think everybody is the same as you and you allow people who have not proven that they should be in your life. So are you going to do it again right now? You are seeing what you need to see. You ask for help and they don't really give a fuck. Mm. So what are you going to do, Catherine? And that has been a, a very uncomfortable thing to be like, oh, they don't even know I noticed, but I did notice and things have changed even though they don't even know it changed because now I know, now I see what it is. And although it's very uncomfortable, I'm so grateful for it because I'm sparing myself from something in the future. And 
that's what this site that's part of one of these cycles and that's like a a cycle that's followed me since childhood because I didn't feel accepted and because I wanted everyone around and I wanted to give everything that I didn't have but it's gotten me into very tricky messes into a lot of human messes a lot of shit that was not helpful and so um I say all of that to say that I'm grateful for the cycles regardless of how uncomfortable they are because it gives us an opportunity to address them and to feel like we are actually doing something in our lives and that we're leveling up and part of leveling up is understanding it's not going to always be pretty sometimes you'll you'll get the you know the token that's like oh my god I'm leveling up and it's like so beautiful and it's so glorious but most of the time that shit is not like that but you can't expect it to be any different. That is what like being an incarnated human is. That's what we came here for was to like go through these tough lessons and they have to appear this way because this is just the way that it processes on this plane. And so I'm really glad you brought that up. And I agree. I, I totally agree in terms of noticing that. I think it's time for our last question. My last question for you is if you could share any advice with leaders, particularly Black women and women of color regarding how to preserve a balanced in-between, between serving others and maintaining a harmonious inner landscape, what would it be? The short answer, I always give a short answer and a long answer because I talk a lot. <laughs> the short answer is rest, right? Which we've been talking about on and off in this conversation. However, rest, especially for Black, Brown, women of color, marginalized people is so incredibly layered and hard because historically we haven't been allowed to rest. And even when we've been allowed to, quote unquote, we haven't been able to. And so today, you know, being somebody who I'm 33, I'm on my way to 34, watched my mom, my grandma, like do things in such a different way. It again, gives me this opportunity to look at this cycle. So before we take on the hashtag rest is productive, right? How many times have we seen that in the last two years where like this conversation of, of productivity has evolved with the pandemic? We got to really stop. Number one, make time to listen to yourself. I think we opened up the conversation with this with like listening to your needs. Number two, define what, what does rest look like for you? And it doesn't, it's not going to look one way. Like, I had to do that. I've had to do that in the last couple of years, but I've especially been doing that in the last year, really redefining what rest is for me. Like rest is like spending time with people. First of all, stop closing the laptop, putting, turn, turning the computer off, um, spending time with people who I can be 100% myself with. Some of us have people who we spend time with where we can't be 100% ourselves with. And we got to tell ourselves the truth about that. It gives your nervous system a chance to really shut down. And, you know, so you don't have to be vigilant. So you can just be a silly little nerd. If you, if that's who you are, that's who I am. <laughs> so you can make a joke or like say something without, oh my God, am I going to offend them? Like, no, spend time with people who let you be you, who affirm you for being you. You know, rest for me is like ordering in. I cook so good, girl, but I hate cooking. And people are always like, what? It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, the process of cooking is not relaxing to me. However, I will bust down in the kitchen. 
So rest for me is like, let me pull up my Seamless app, my Grubhub, my DoorDash, and let me order in for my favorite spot. Rest for me is like going out to dinner. Rest for me most recently is um, dancing. Nobody knows this in my life. It's something that I've kept to me, but I'll share it here because it's so like random, but I've been taking a dance class in secret. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> What's that movie with Richard Gere, uh, Shall We Dance with J-Lo? Yes. Where he's taking the secret waltz classes, like yes. I'm Richard Gere. And wow. I, night, I actually was, was leaving my dance class a couple of weeks ago and I'm walking out and I'm in the middle of Midtown and I bump into one of my friends. One of my close friends, she's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, uh, I'm taking a dance class. And she was like, what? And it's so, she was like, that's really cool. And I'm like, yeah, you know, everything. Cool. it's crazy. I'm like, listen, when ev mostly everything that I do is monetized. Even when I come on Instagram and like share, hey, I just went to therapy today. Here's what I learned. Like that's still being monetized in some way. So for me to have something that I could keep to myself and like literally nobody knows about it is something so silly and so random that I, that I enjoy and that I get to, I get to move my body. I get to like, you know, that's rest for me. It's restful for me. So in short, like redefine rest for you and then actually schedule it in. Like what type of rest are you giving yourself daily? What type of rest are you giving yourself weekly, monthly, yearly? Like have that as a part of your budget. Rest sometimes be cost of money, okay? And we have to budget that in. You know, we're recording this in the middle of financial literacy month. Uh, we got a budget. Yeah, April, financial literacy month. I know all the marketing things, girl. It's like programmed in my brain forever. But you got to budget, like energetically budget for your rest, financially budget for your rest, physically budget for your rest. You deserve it. It's, it's, a, it's a form of abundance. It's a form of self-love. It's also a way that you love the world. The world is such a better place when we are rested. And I say that straight out of a nap, okay? <laughs> I love that. And um, I hope that everybody takes that in stride and also just like sit with yourself and to redefine what rest looks like. It's not just not one thing. It's whatever makes you feel better within your, within your body, within your spirit and, and honoring it. Yeah. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for sharing your light with us. And I will put all of the things in the show notes, all of the, the ways people can connect with you. But is there anywhere in particular that you would like to shout out before we head out? Mm, MelanieSantos.co.co is where all the things are. All my offerings, my membership community, Kundalini Yoga classes, all the things are there. But it's been such a pleasure to be with you. Beautiful. Thank you, Mama. Appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Thank you for being here. Take care of yourselves and I will talk to you next week.